Hello and welcome back everyone to the As The Church podcast, a podcast where we strive to be faithful to God in the scriptures, nourishing to the believer, and open to those with questions. Today's going to be a little fun because we're going to be talking about cancel culture. Let's get right into it. Alright, alright. So I-, I was really excited to talk about what we're going to talk about here today just because I feel like every conversation I have with someone, especially in this season, is about uh, spaces where they no longer are friends with someone or they're not talking to a person or because uh, politics got in the way and, and we don't agree uh, or we're not friends anymore or people are dealing with different issues regarding racism and how to um, handle one another and how to speak with one another and, and things are just getting uh, crazy, right? And I think things have been like this for a while, but I guess everybody being in their houses like this and everything happening on a global scale with this pandemic has really served to let us really see um, what the people around us think and feel about um, the world and also helped us solidify what we think and we feel about the world. So what I'll start by saying is from what I understand and from what I know, um, cancel culture is largely saying someone has done something that is unacceptable and so they are no longer allowed within my circle my bubble um, my life uh, my, my my neighborhood my my friendship uh, circles and, and things like that on a larger scale we've seen if somebody's done something bad whether recently or very far in their past um, people believe that person should be punished for it and so if they're a celebrity or if they do something um, in the public eye and they've done uh, something that everybody else finds unreasonable or unacceptable. Um, people call for them to be removed, to, to be fired or to lose their jobs. Um, and I think to a certain degree uh, there's some merit to that thought, um, but I do think it's something we need to talk about a little bit more and give um, some clarity to uh, before we keep just entering into the world with some of these ideas, especially as Christians. So one of the first things um, that I thought we could talk about is when is it okay for me as an individual uh, to quote-unquote cancel somebody? And so if we are agreeing that canceling someone means that they no longer have access to you, they're no longer in your life, um, I think there's going to be some things there that cause you to think and cause you to uh, question whether or not a Christian has the capacity and the space to do that. And here's why. Our faith is a faith that has a lot to do with reconciliation. Um, We were separated from God um, because of the curse of sin. We constantly put ourselves at odds with Him. And if God is the God of the universe who is good, who is just and right, um, things should be done in accordance to what He said. Uh, And so a lot of our lives don't look like that. And when we come to saving faith, we understand that God has saved us from our sin. He saved us from being his enemy. And that's an interesting thing to think about when you're asking whether or not you should cancel someone. Because this person, in effect, has become your enemy. This person, in effect, has become someone who cannot think like you, who is not on your side um, in the way that you would want them to be whether ideologically or maybe they did something to you in regards to how you feel and, you know, you just don't feel like you can forgive them. Well, 
I would say that we have to consider the fact that although we were enemies of God, God forgave us. That God set up a way um, through his son, through the cross, through um, forgiving us and justifying us in him for us to be reconnected to him and for us to be reconciled to him. Although we didn't deserve it and although we deserved the judgment that we should have received, instead, God found a way um, to reconcile us to him. And so for the Christian, there's no relationship that can end in offense. Reconciliation needs to be the goal for all of our relationships while here on earth. And so when you consider that, I want you to take a second while you're listening to this podcast, pause it if you need to, but think about the people you've cut off. Think about the people you've canceled. Consider how reconciliation is possible. Consider what God has done for you and how he reconciled you to him. Although you were an enemy, God brought you close. And so look at the people in your life who fall into that category and consider it. Think about it. Speak to a leader. Speak to a pastor. Be wise. But find out what it looks like to reconcile with that person and do your best to achieve that. Now, I want to qualify this by saying there are people who do physical damage or physical harm to a person in a way that is absolutely dangerous to your life. I am by no means telling you to go to the person who harmed you and try to fix things. I am saying, though, that whether it has to be in your heart with a person like that, look to forgive them. Look to reconcile and offer these people an opportunity to be redeemed by God the same way you were. It's hard for us a lot of times because we've had people who hurt us. And we can't imagine ourselves saying, well, you know, that person is someone who I consider a good person or someone who I consider uh, I'd have love for. But again, we were people who are not good and God has made us righteous. And we were people who didn't necessarily treat God or his standards well, but God still showed us love. And so I can't tell you exactly the methods you need to take and the steps you need to take, but I can challenge you to say, don't let any of your relationships end on offense. Seek reconciliation and redemption in all those spaces as much as you possibly can, as much as is within your power. Some people, even when you seek out reconciliation, will not want it. And that's okay, you've done your best. If you know you've put it out on the table, you've laid everything bare, and you've done what you can to reconcile them to you, you've done what you can in the situation, and that's all you can do. But we need to remember that something we don't often think about in these moments is exactly what reconciliation means. And to reconcile someone to yourself is to put that person in the place of esteem where they used to be. So if you had a falling out with a best friend, it's possible for you guys to be best friends again. And it should be your goal to see if they can get back into that space. It doesn't always work. Life is not that simple. But the attempt is truly what matters. It's offering people the chance to be part of a situation where they can be reconciled. That is part of the Christian life and is something that we can't get away from. Another thing now that we could talk about is the way it applies in culture. Should Christians be calling for people to lose their jobs, for them to not be able to be actors or singers, or or let's, let's talk about in our community, pastors and preachers because of mistakes that they've made 
terrible things that they've said or terrible things that they've done. This is another thing where I consider us having to be a little bit more conscientious about the decisions that we make here. There are people who've done terrible things, and we, we can think of a few right now. I won't mention them. It's not necessary. But there's celebrities and people who've done terrible things to people, and they've not been held accountable. Uh, we have a justice system that's supposed to hold them accountable, and we should call for that system to hold them accountable. You may say that you don't want to continue to financially support this person as they continue to almost get away with what they've done. But I think the Christian position needs to be one of prayer, praying that God would show who he is to that person. Because far worse than the things that they've done is the place that they're in, separate from God and alone, alone in a way that I don't think any of us could possibly understand. Because for some of these people to commit these heinous acts that we could think of you know that they don't know who jesus is you know that they're separate from the god who could bring them the peace the joy and the love into their heart that would make them whole and so we want to pray for them we want to pray for them to be reconciled to christ and then we want to pray that they be held accountable and then we can do things to say you know what i'm not going to partake in things that have to do with that particular individual's finances because I don't want to support them as they are in the middle of all this. There should be some level of consequence. I have no problem with that. Um, there's things that I do it, it, that are similar where I'll say, yeah, I'm not going to necessarily go buy this book or, or go read um, read this article or uh, support that because I know that that person um, doesn't really care about the things I care about in a way that harms others. It's not just based on disagreement, but in a way that harms others. And then you get into some more difficult conversations when you know people are Christians and people who have opportunities to be redeemed and brought back to places that they were before to be restored. And sometimes we're not willing to give them that space and give them that chance. And I think that there's a problem with that because we were given a chance. Like I said before, because God reconciled us to him, we need to give people the opportunity to be reconciled, redeemed, and restored, just like we were. And we're never going to think we're the worst person. We're always going to think somebody else <laughs> is worse than us. Somebody else does things that we would never do. Um, but in the eyes of God, the things that we've done are quite terrible. And so we don't get to look at somebody else and say, well, you know what? I'm not as bad as you. We have to look at them and say, you need exactly what I need. And that's Jesus. And that's the gospel. And that's to be reconciled to God. And so in those spaces, ask for us to be more charitable, to be more gracious. That we would look at the situation and try to get as much information as possible before rushing to an assumption or to a judgment. Let's give it a minute. Let's take some time. Let's be safe and not rush to judge and to harm others we shouldn't find pleasure in seeing people hurt or even brought to justice in a way where they lose everything in their life we shouldn't say well you hurt someone else and so we want you to get hurt no we should say what's going on in, in that person's heart and in that person's mind is, is terrible and it's evil and we want to see them restored we want to see them be better we want to see them do better we want to see them be changed by God. 
And that's the way we need to look at these situations. Right now, there's so much going on where people are saying, if we don't agree with each other, we don't need to be in each other's lives. And I would say to you that as a Christian, you cannot end your relationships on that note. You need to strive for peace, for compromise, and for reconciliation. There's no need for you to lose friendships because somebody's conservative and because you're a liberal. Or because you're conservative and, and, and they're liberal. There's no need for you to lose friends because one friend says black lives matter and another one says blue lives matter. There's issues with the statements. There's problems with the way that we're seeing each other's worldview for sure. But to do the work of figuring that stuff out is important and is part of the life of a Christian. If we're going to say we want to do justice, we want to see that the welfare of our city is taken care of. If we say that we care for people, whether it's that you say you care uh, for black lives or you're saying um, that you care for police lives as well. Whether you say that you care for um, the lives of children and that's why you're a Republican and then you say that you care for other lives as well and that's why you're a Democrat. And I've heard all these arguments and I, I hear them go back and forth, back and forth. Seek to be reconciled to one another. Do not just end on disagreement or offense, but seek reconciliation. If I could summarize what I've said, if I could make it any clearer than um, I was, and I hope I was clear, I would say this whole podcast is about this. In a culture that's telling you to cancel people, Christ is telling you to reconcile with them. So instead of participating in cancel culture, here's my challenge to you. Let's create a reconciliation culture, a redemption culture, a culture where people can fail, but they can be brought back to esteem, they can be brought back to relationship, and we can be brought back into community with one another. Instead of ostracizing and separating other people as more evil than ourselves, let's recognize the evil in our own hearts and what God has done for us. And let's work together toward peace, toward love, towards hope, towards joy, toward the things that God has given us. And if you're someone who's Christian who's listening to this podcast, which is most of you, it's also our goal to continue to share the gospel, to create a world where more people know the truth about Jesus Christ and are being discipled and taught by him. And so we need to be seeking that, not moments to be angry at each other, to be offended with one another, but moments where we could bring people together with the truth of the gospel. With all that being said, I thank you for taking your time to listen to what I have to say about this. Um, I just spoke from my heart, if I'm honest, and spoke to what's happening in our world because I have friends that are conservative. I have friends that are liberal. I have friends that are on so many different spectrums of ideologies and I do all I can to, to stay biblically rooted, gospel-centered, but be able to love the people of my life and seek reconciliation with all of them. And that's not always easy, and I don't always do it well. But I try, and I try again. And that's the challenge of this week's episode. So thank you so very much for listening to me, for taking your time to hear what I have to say out of my bedroom into a microphone. Um, Please subscribe if you haven't already. Leave a review. Tell me what you think about the podcast. Let other people uh, read what it is that you think about the podcast. It helps more people see uh, what's going on here. Um, and if you don't, please follow us on Instagram. Um, sign up for our newsletter on the website. And I'll see you again in two weeks. Love you guys so very much. Thank you again for listening to the Ask the Church podcast.